Hi. If there's one thing you can guarantee in a podcast about conspiracy theories, it's that things can get pretty out of hand. Lizard people, children being drained of their blood in underground bunkers, and politicians coming back from the dead. Hundreds of QAnon followers from across the country gathered in Dallas to witness John F. Kennedy and John F. Kennedy Jr. reappear and announce that Donald Trump would be reinstated as president. They were disappointed when the assassinated president and his deceased son never showed. Despite their disappointment, the crowd stayed. An offshoot of the QAnon movement, some experts have very rightly pointed out they have all the hallmarks of a cult. Some of them were even drinking industrial bleach. The thing is, conspiracy theories like JFK and his son coming back from the dead are pretty easy to dismiss. But there are other horrifying conspiracies that may be all too real. As many as 200 Americans are reporting possible symptoms of directed energy attacks on every continent except Antarctica. That's right. Since 2016, hundreds of American diplomats and CIA agents say they've been attacked by some kind of unknown weapon. The National Academy of Sciences reported last year that the most likely cause of Havana syndrome is microwave energy focused on a target. It started six years ago in Cuba, as American diplomats stationed in the Caribbean heard ear-piercing noises outside. Noises which caused them to get headaches and start throwing up left loopy and disorientated for months, even years. The media called it Havana Syndrome, upholding a legacy of giving things we don't like slightly racist names like the Wuhan flu or Africanized bees. Diplomats were evacuated, but by now the attacks were happening all over the globe. Studies in medical journals claimed brain damage and other trauma. And just last year, a bill was passed so victims could get paid out for their suffering. In other news, US President Joe Biden has signed a law providing financial support for the victims of mysterious headaches and nausea. But despite these attacks going on for about six years now, the American government is no closer to knowing what the weapon is, who's using the weapon, or why they're using the weapon. So, what the hell is Havana Syndrome? And who's to say we're not going to be attacked tonight? Because yes, cases have now been reported in America. So. Get ready to block your ears if you hear any strange high-pitched noises. This could be the last show you ever listen to. Because this is the Havana Syndrome episode. We are supported by Squarespace. Guys, we have a Squarespace website that's just gorgeous. That Wobby Wob, you, uh, you built that yourself using all the templates, yeah? I sure did. Yeah, easy peasy? So easy. The best part about Squarespace is it's an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can get discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools, and you can choose from professionally curated layouts and styling options with Squarespace Blueprint. Plus, you can kickstart or update written content on any website, product description, or email with Squarespace AI. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with the code DAX. We are supported by Taco Bell. Ooh. Oh, man. We often do two recordings a day and we have this little nice lunch break that we enjoy and we're always craving something really yummy. Yes, yeah, something fresh, something high quality, something like the all new cantina chicken menu from Taco Bell, which is mm. exactly that. Mm. 
It's so yummy. It has slow roasted chicken, the pico, that purple cabbage, and an avocado verde salsa sauce. Oh, delicious. Outrageous. The new Cantina Chicken Tacos, Burrito, and Quesadilla are the perfect daytime choice. Try the new Cantina Chicken menu at Taco Bell now. This is so fun for us because we don't know anything about it either. No, we're completely in the dark. In fact, just hearing your intro, I'm like, it's got to be real. This might be the first conspiracy theory where I jump on board. This is wild. I mean, I'm actually curious. Can you yell out if you've heard of Havana Syndrome? Okay. Wow. Okay. And if you haven't heard of it, yell as well. So it's like 50-50. Which is wild because Havana Syndrome, it's been driving me kind of insane because it is the craziest thing I've ever <laughs> encountered in America. Like, and we'll get into why that is. But you know nothing about this? No, but a couple of things right out of the gates, like Cuba plus CIA, you know. We got the ingredients for something tasty. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's yeah. where it all started. So like 2016, okay, there's some diplomats over in Cuba. Obama sent them over there. They're settling in. Cuba's always been like a slightly dicey place relationship-wise with the United States, obviously. Sure, sure, sure. But, you know, Obama was trying to calm things down. So you've got these diplomats stationed there, some of whom are CIA agents, of course. Then Trump gets in. He's not such a big fan of Cuba, and things are tense. And at that point a diplomat outside the window of his accommodation hears like laser noises, freaks out, he feels his head getting pressure, his heart starts beating really fast, he gets the sweats, and he goes and throws up in the toilet. But these noises are going off, and he's like, what is going on? His wife's throwing up as well, they're all panicking. So they have the flu. Yeah, I mean, what would you think if you heard a crazy noise, and then you're like, like that, and you start, like, what's your, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, look, I'm as susceptible to correlation as everyone else, you know? Like if, yeah, I I hear, and then my toe snaps, I'm like, Yeah, you'll think something's up with that noise, right? Yeah. Of course, you discount, like, the 8,000 other things you probably heard, like someone honked a horn. You're not like, that magic horn just made me throw up out my window. But this was like yeah. a really intense noise. Like it sounded like lasers being beamed directly into his head. And that's exactly what he told the embassy doctor. He goes down there, he's like, I think someone's attacking me with some sort of like weapon. Ray gun or something. And the doctor's like, that sounds pretty weird. And within the embassy, this story starts going around that they are under attack from the Cubans with this sonic weapon, which is pretty freaky. Yeah, I went to Cuba. I was lucky enough to go to Cuba right when they opened up because my wife was shooting there and, and a, a big mistake brought a six-month-old and a two-year-old down there. Love Cuba, the Cuban people. Everything's beautiful. Everyone's great. But the hotel elevator did break like 11 times in four days. Okay. And they warn you that the buildings are falling down real time as you walk. You're encouraged to walk kind of down the middle of the street in a lot of areas. <laughs> so the notion that they have some incredibly high-tech weapon that they've developed and deployed just, it seems inconsistent with what I saw on the ground there in Cuba. And in fact, let me add one thing. We had this wonderful lady who was helping us get around and she was Cuban, she grew up there. And I said, have you ever been out of Cuba? And she said, I went to Russia once. Oh boy. In the 90s. (laughs) 
and I just couldn't believe how well everything worked. <laughs> I was like, you've got to come to America. <laughs> Russia is not the high bar of things working well. But also, if things are crashing down all the time, maybe that's some of the noises they're hearing. Potentially. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Stuff's exploding. There's a lot of variables. That's, I think that's fair. Also, did anyone else hear it? So then, okay, so this CIA agent reports to his medical office. They say, this is weird, that like you have got some weird symptoms. And so it spreads around, and other people start hearing the noises. Everyone's hearing the noises now, and they're all starting to throw up. Wait, i got to pause you, because it just occurred yeah. to me this could be chicken or the egg. Maybe whatever illness is accompanied by some weird high-pitched frequency in your ear. Like, maybe they heard this noise that didn't exist. Okay, here's the thing that's crazy to me, and this does really mess with me, because I think it's so unusual. They went straight to sonic attacks. Yeah. yeah straight to there. To a technology that didn't straight exist. Straight there. I yeah. mean... Anything yeah. else. Like, oh, maybe you were hungover the other night. You know, maybe you heard this weird noise no, it's and gremlins. something happened. it's gremlins. No, we're straight to Cubans bunch. attacking. Straight there in under 10 seconds, which I think sums up America so well, yes. jumping to the most insane story of all time. Keep in mind, these diplomats, they didn't see someone out the window in a van or something parked up. They didn't see anyone, like, pointing a ray gun towards them. Okay? Right. This just happened. Yeah. My hunch is they already think they're being shot with a ray gun, and then they're confirmed that, yes, it just happened. A hundred percent. Yeah. So where the story goes, it gets, and this is logical. I don't know why we haven't all thought this. America has gone in a very different direction with what this is. <laughs> so it went around the whole embassy. A lot more people came under attack. A lot more people were concerned. And then it sort of got back to like headquarters and they decided to send out a memo to all the other embassies all around the world being like, we think there's a sonic attack happening. If you're starting to feel like a bit unusual or a bit ill, oh, Jesus. you're probably being attacked, let us know. Yeah. Oh, Cue, like, okay, but chaos. Of course. We had a few members of our pod get the Omicron thing, I don't know, Omicron. a few weeks ago. As soon Omicron. as I got the call, just tested positive, I was like, yeah. <laughs> I think I have it too. Like, yeah. I immediately had it. I didn't, but I had it. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> And that's the thing, you've got to remember, like, these people in the embassy, they are under stress. Like, the Cubans aren't big fans of the Americans. They know that some of them are undercover CIA agents. And so, they'd, like, the Cubans would mess with them in various ways. They'd, like, at night, they'd jump into the house and they'd, like, do a little poo on the floor or something. Or they'd, like, leave the windows Wait, open. Yeah, no, it's chaos <laughs> oh over there. Oh, my God. That took a Again, second that to register. Is, that's the apex of the Cuban military technology is, like, yeah, no, send some operatives wanted... in there to fucking take a dump in your room. Yeah, oh my so God. my point is, like, the Americans in the embassy are already under stress. So, like, as I say, Trump's in. He's kind of, like, not great for the politics of the whole situation over there as they're trying to smooth things out. Meanwhile, just to mess with them, the Cubans are like doing poos on the floor at night and freaking them out. So they wake up in the morning and there's like, you know, the windows are open. They're like, oh, someone's been in here like moving stuff around. They're paranoid. And so when they start hearing noises and start throwing up again, that's where it comes back to, oh, they've taken it up a notch. They've gone from like pooing on the floor to attacking us with sonic weapons that we have never heard of before. Again, the reason we make our waste and clean our dishes in two different locations is that waste is infectious. So. Did yeah. it cross anyone's mind, like, oh, I bet it was that human poo. Exactly. Now I'm sick. I just got to add, yeah. back to my time there with my family, I'm walking my two-year-old 
Lincoln and we're just taking a walk down these wonderfully scenic historic streets and there's old cars driving by and it's lovely and a, a man in a business suit kind of briskly passes us and I think, oh yeah, look at this. They're getting their shit back together and this guy stops about 12 feet in front of us. He pulls his dress pants down and he leans against a tree. He let it have it just in front of Lincoln and I and as, as I passed, I looked at him to shame him and he didn't care at all. I was like, was there like a high pitched noise happening at the same time? For a chance? Yes. Nothing. We can't, America has its fair share of shitters on the on. street. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so at this point, the Journal of the American Medical Association comes along and they decide to study some of the people that have had, they're calling it Havana syndrome now. Again, like slightly racist term, we tend to like just chuck that onto anything we don't like. It's like, it's Havana syndrome. There we go. They could have been more clever. They just went with oh. the place name and add syndrome on there. Yeah. So the Journal of American Medicine decided to meet some of these people that had been affected. They studied them, and their findings were incredibly alarming. You know, these people had concussion-like symptoms. Their brain had actually physically changed. And so at this point, what? you're sort of going, oh, man, like maybe this is a sonic weapon. And this is a terrifying report at this moment. So the government starts to like sit up and really take notice of this because they're like, uh-oh, brains are changing mm. after being hit by the sonic weapon. There's another point of view on this, and this is something I want to throw to is this guy, Robert Bartholomew. He's an expert in mass hysteria. And he has and he's some other from the 1800s? He, it sounds like he is. He's actually, he's actually based in New Zealand. Which oh, is God. totally incredible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But he is American. He's like the best of both worlds. Like you. <laughs> like me. Just like you. But he read the study that kind of gave um, credence to what everyone is worrying about. And this is what he had to say about it. Information was leaked to the press in 2018 that many of the victims had these mysterious white matter tract changes to their brains. But about a year later, when the actual study came out, they found that three people had white matter tract changes. Two were mild and one was moderate. If you randomly picked 21 people off the streets of LA this morning, you'd have a similar breakdown because white matter tract changes are common in everything from depression to migraines to normal aging. And then people were saying to me things like, but what about the concussion-like symptoms? How can you explain that? If you look closely at the brain scans of the victims, it was very ambiguous. They did find some minor brain anomalies, but they're the same type of anomalies that you'd expect to find from a group of people experiencing long-term stress. And then the last thing they said, what about the hearing loss? How can you explain that? That's in reference to the so-called University of Miami study, which came out in December of 2018. Even before that study was published, information was leaked to the press that about a third of the patients had hearing loss. But the curious thing is, months and months later, when the actual study came out after all those headlines, they found that only two people had hearing loss, both of whom had pre-existing hearing loss before they went to Cuba. And what happened was they interviewed the patients and they asked them if they thought they had hearing loss and they said they did. But when they gave them the hearing test, they didn't have hearing loss. So you've got all this stuff in the media about brain damage and white matter tract changes and hearing loss. It is absolutely unequivocally not true. And if anybody can demonstrate that to me, 
I'll resign my position in the Department of Psychological Medicine at Auckland University. I'll put my reputation on the line, my career on the line. It absolutely, emphatically never happened. Yes. Uh, that's very passionate. Yes. Okay, a little bit of a humble brag. Okay. Please. <laughs> I will leave my post at Harvard University as a three times decorated best teacher of the year. <laughs> Sorry, Bartholomew. But, but one thing I find oh. impossible to imagine is that some CIA agents who have to spend a few hours a week on a firing range had hearing loss? I, I know. Shocker. <laughs> yeah. That's a thing. And so at this point, this is 2018, so this is a couple of years after the initial reports. By now, most of the American media is on board with these sonic attacks. This has been reported widely. And no one yet is going, this seems like crazy. We haven't seen any of these weapons. The thing that happens now, though, which is mad, is that there's this diplomat, an American diplomat in Russia. He's walking along. He goes home. It's been a late night, early in the morning. He gets up, starts vomiting, throws up. Sure. Hears some crazy noises. He's like, I got an email about this. I think it's that thing that's been happening in Cuba. Oh my goodness, it's in Russia. I'm being hit. Then it spreads pretty much. Every continent on the planet except Antarctica has been hit by a sonic weapon attack. Havana syndrome is now all over the entire planet. These weapons are everywhere. They're everywhere. We to think it's Antarctica that's doing this? Oh, that's a great conclusion. I have actually not heard that theory, and that's really good. That's incredible, Monica. Thank you. Yeah. Those weird scientists out there camping in the South Pole. I mean... They came up with that. You should probably call the government. I will. To crack this thing. I'll fact check it. It also is a great illustration that we're all the um, hero of our own story. So it's like, I read an email about getting blasted. I'm getting blasted. Like, they're now the... They're in a fucking John Grisham novel. It's... Tom Clancy, who writes those things? It's all the same shit. Clancy Doctor? Yeah. I feel kind of bad because this whole thing could be said about COVID, like at the beginning, where people were very skeptical. Mm -hmm. I I can't wait to see you land this plane. I don't know why. (laughs) I I just realized I was about to... um, On the back of making an incredible breakthrough that Antarctica was the owners, proprietors of the Ray Weapon, she then went on to say that COVID was a hoax. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Oopsies! <laughs> Mixed messages! Um, yeah, I'm just saying I get feeling scared. I tend to trust the government, so if they're telling me, like, this is kind of scary, yeah, absolutely. No, then absolutely. I might be like, okay, it's kind of scary. That's fair, that's fair. That's Thank fair. you. And, and they, they want to look after really their good diplomats, point, guys. Right? Let's put it our Thank hands you! <laughs> I made my way back. Whew, that was a close one. <laughs> There is this counter-narrative, thanks to people like Robert Bartholomew now, saying that, hey, maybe this is mass psychogenic illness. And essentially, that's where your brain is worried that something's happening and your body will react accordingly. So, like, if I told you that, like, I'd put rat poison in your water earlier and you believe me, chances are, like, you might start feeling sick. Yeah, it happens to me every day. This narrative is, like, creeping through that maybe, like, it is mass psychogenic illness, but there's pushback. And again, Robert speaks to like why he thinks this is. I love Robert. Me too. What's happened here is people are afraid. If you're in the FBI, you are afraid to utter the H word, hysteria. Because look what happened. When 
The head of the Biden administration's panel, Pamela Spratlin, recently had a conference call with a number of patients. They asked him about the FBI case. And they said, well, the FBI said it was mass hysteria. You don't think that, do you? And she said, well, I'm keeping all options open, including the possibility it's mass psychogenic illness. Within days, she was forced to resign. There was such a backlash from saying that she was considering the possibility of mass psychogenic illness. Then you got people who were so-called victims coming out and saying things like, well, we're not mentally ill. This isn't all in our heads. There's nothing wrong with us. We're not crazy. Mass psychogenic illness has nothing to do with mental illness. It is a collective stress response. No one is saying that you're crazy. Hmm. Okay. That's interesting. So it's a real thing. And like there's examples of this all over the place. So with these school kids in LA in the 80s, a couple of them accidentally ingested some LSD. I'm not quite sure how that happened. Sure. Bit of a weird thing. <laughs> but a bunch of the other kids... I hope I have that same accident. <laughs> they call that a freebie in sobriety. And these kids, like, they were reacting accordingly. Like, kids take LSD, they're going to act in a certain way. Sure. A bunch of other kids got stuck into this powder that they also thought was drugs. They started acting just as insane. It wasn't anything. It was a nothing, yeah. and they reacted accordingly. In 82, there was this baseball game, a college baseball game, at the time, people had been like putting poison, like lacing Tylenol in chemists, and it was this big like panic around um, LA. Mm -hmm. There was worry that someone had put some sort of poison in Coke that they're selling at the stadium because someone had a Coke and they felt sick. The announcer decided to say, hey, I think there might be some poison Coke out there. <laughs> this whole stadium, like everyone starts vomiting no! and feeling ill, and 20 people got checked into the hospital. No. So that's the thing. That's what human bodies can do. Oh. It's a real thing. God. I just saw a show on this with the kids. Like literally okay. four or five nights ago, they're talking about how emotions are actually contagious. And they're contagious because this is part of an evolution where if someone in your group was throwing up, you would throw up because likely you ate the same thing. So your body would preemptively make you throw up. Or if you heard someone scream in panic you can take on, you catch their panic, and you run too, and it's all part of staying alive in evolution. So we do have, like, contagious Yeah, emotions. so if you're, in, if you're in an embassy and your government's telling you there's a sonic attack, if you hear a noise, like, hide behind a wall, yeah. what do you yeah. think's going to happen? You're going to start feeling something, right? I would they, so be uh, You'd be dead. dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd you would have dead. had a I brain tumor. I would have died tumor. of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I would have died of Havana syndrome. <laughs> Wow, that's so fascinating. So from here, shit starts to spread. You've got what's going on in Cuba, which is a classic textbook case of mass psychogenic illness. And then you've got what's going on around the world. So since 2018, these symptoms have spread all over. And what's happened is, a while back, the American State Department issued an alert to diplomats and intelligence officers all over the globe to report any unusual health incidents, especially if it's accompanied by strange sounds. Well, this is a global experiment in mass suggestion. There's an old saying, speak of the devil and he's bound to appear. Now, any diplomat or intelligence officer anywhere in the world who has an unusual health incident is immediately thinking Havana syndrome. And recently, the Department of Defense 
issued an alert to all 2.9 million service personnel and contractors to report any incidents of Havana syndrome. But the problem is the symptoms of Havana syndrome are very vague, difficulty concentrating, insomnia, memory problems. These are things that people have every day of the week. And that is the problem. I predict that within the coming weeks and months, you are going to have tens of thousands of American military service personnel reporting cases of Havana syndrome and wanting compensation. And it's happening right It's happening. Now. I have it. When I, now that I hear the symptoms, I a thousand percent have it. I've had it for years. So when, when Biden came in, like Trump originally was kind of like a bit like, uh, I'm, I don't know about this. I'm not really going to help. It sounds a bit weird. Meanwhile, all this panic has spread everywhere. You've got diplomats and CIA agents saying something is happening. I feel sick all the time now. Biden comes in. He's pledged $30 million to research and to help them recover from this illness. The thing is, they are having symptoms. It's they're not making it up. Sure. So by all means, treat them and help them. A lot of these people are in incredibly stressful situations. A lot of them may have PTSD from other things Pits, they've tits, been involved in. Pits, and dicks? What? You should listen to the other show, David. Yeah. Yeah, David. PTSD rude. now stands for pits, tits, slits, and dicks. And that's all you should wash in the shower with soap, guys. If you want your skin to stay moisturized and healthy, pits, tits, slits, and dicks. <laughs> I'm shook by this. What are you thinking of this so far? Like, do you think that me and Robert are barking up the wrong tree and that there potentially is something going on here? Keeping in mind, the government's pledged $30 million to like, help people and to get to the bottom of this. The CIA's looking into this, the FBI, different medical journals. What do you think? I see a logic hiccup, which is I have this incredible weapon. My enemy is, I could go down the list of the state enemies of Russia or Antarctica, if you're correct. Um, I don't know why I'm starting with like the, you know, the nine to five CIA agent punching a clock in Moscow. That seems like a weird place to start. You've got this incredible weapon. Do you remember there was that thing in the Russia signal that was targeting um, the embassy in Russia between, like, I think, like 1950-something and like the 70s? There was like a mysterious radio signal channeled at the embassy in Russia, and no one knew what it was, no one knew what the purpose was, so that was a mystery, and so that kind of lines up with what's happening sure, here. Sure, but again, to go back to, like, you hate Amazon, right? It's your number one enemy. Mm. You're not going to blast the dude who dropped off your fucking ballpoint pens on your porch. I yeah. hope not. There's no intel from the government about, like, who's attacking, what the weapon is. No details at all, Sorry. except some people have got a headache and are feeling a bit ill. Doesn't that strike you as chaos? This has been happening for six years. Six years? Oh my God. Like, the New York has been writing about this. The New York Times. They're like, there's sonic weapons. There's no sonic weapons. <laughs> Like, but it's David, crazy. I gotta say, we've covered, sure. we've covered a lot of these conspiracies at this point, and I have to say, I, it's the most plausible I, of the I, ones we've talked I about. I agree. 
Okay. I mean, so in the, that the, we must admit there's tons of weapons we don't know the origin of, right? I or that we don't the, know I about. I think yet. America is going to know if there's like a weird weapon. America is going to know what it is. Well, likely we, hopefully That's we invented true. it, right? Yeah, totally. You'd yeah. have it. Yeah. The government's not going to be scratching their heads for six years as your diplomats and agents get attacked overseas, right? What do you think the mechanics is? And just keep in mind, like everyone, the FBI and the CIA, they all at times have thought this is a thing that's happening. Every continent on the planet, they're just going around to diplomats' houses and like attacking them with a sonic weapon or a microwave weapon. Like, what are the mechanics of it? I'm just so... I'm just like... You're having a rough time with this one. I'm struggling with it because it's been happening for six years and yeah. now you've got... So you've got someone like Marco Rubio who comes in and he's like all over this stuff. What's happened recently is that CIA and the FBI have come out with reports that are basically now going, we think there's nothing there. Although in saying that, just today, another panel in the CIA released another report saying they think it could be some sort of microwave attack. So okay. the CIA is even fighting within itself about this, which is complete chaos. Sure, sure. And maybe this is me just being a Kiwi, and I don't want to offend anyone, but it's like America's always looking for like an enemy, right? Oh, we got them right here at home. What do you mean? We found it. Each other. <laughs> it's yeah. true enough. It's yeah. true enough. Yeah. The rest of the world is like, oh, my God, thank God. Oh, thank God they hate each other. Oh, they'll fucking lay off us for a minute. They hate each other. But initially, like, Rubio is being like, it's clearly Cuba attacking the diplomat. It's Cuba. Cubans launch an investigation into this, and they're like, we don't know what's going on. Although, of course, they would say that if they did know what was going on. But they're like, we don't know what's going on. Then it shifts to Russia. It shifts to China as like the latest theory because it's happening in China as well. Sure. Remember weapons of mass destruction? Remember all that? Sure, sure. Very serious, like you got weapons of mass destruction. We must invade. Mm -hmm. I remember that in New Zealand at the time. And that was like clearly bullshit to me. Uh -huh. yeah. And I feel like it's the same thing here. America's so good at picking its enemies, and this just feels like an excuse. I know I sound like a conspiracy theorist now, uh -huh. but it feels like just like creating an enemy for this thing that we can't explain. Do you know what I mean? Well, as you heard, yeah. there's 2.9 million servicemen. We gotta give them something to do, so. Like busy work. Yeah, busy work, busy work, okay. yes, Got exactly. It. Got it. Um, how long do they stay sick? Are there repercussions from like the headache? everything with Havana syndrome, it varies, okay. like, dramatically. It's everything under the sun. Some of them have symptoms that last for years. But then I've had friends that get migraines and have various sicknesses, and it sticks with them forever, but they haven't been attacked by some sort of sonic weapon, right? Mm -hmm. That you know mm -hmm. of. So the symptoms vary so dramatically, that's why it's so hard to study what's going well, on. Well, Monica's right, then it's identical to the mass weapons of mass destruction, and we're just trying to go claim Antarctica. Because it'll be like the only place that's below 900 degrees in 20 years, so it makes sense. True. Yeah, probably the place to be. There's one other story I wanted to play that Rob told me about because I think it's just so, it's so good. In 1642, a group of nuns at a convent in France began to exhibit demonic possession, twitching, shaking, convulsions, screaming obscenities, tearing off their clothes. And... It sounds extreme, but under prolonged stress, there's a form of hysteria where the nerves and neurons that send messages to the brain can get garbled. And that's why you have a lot of these cases back from the Middle Ages. Back then, they believed in demons and witches, and there was a common belief that dogs and cats were familiars with the devil. 
So it's going to reflect your belief system. That's why in these convents, you get these cases of nuns, a number of them, meowing like cats, barking like dogs. Well, the following year, in 1643, when the church investigated this outbreak, they found that a Father Picard, who ran the convent, was an Adamite. He believed that people should worship in the nude, just like Adam and Eve had presumably done. So he had them walking through the convent gardens in the nude, singing in the choir in the nude, taking communion and then hugging one another, stark naked. And the sexual tension was unbelievable. Here are nuns who've been living under vows of chastity for years and years. Now everyone's suddenly walking around naked during their church services. And so you get this outbreak of hysteria. And all kinds of sexual shenanigans were being triggered. Nuns were stimulating themselves with crosses. There were all kinds of sexual liaisons going around. So the arousal and guilt created extraordinary tension because they would have seen themselves as being sinners. And so by the time the church had figured out what had happened, Father Picard had died. And they were so upset by the stories they were hearing that they dug up his body, burned it, and then reburied it. And his assistant, a Father Bula, he ended up being dragged through the streets and then burned at the stake. Yeah, it's a lot to take in. So that story, there was a lot going on. But I guess my main point with that story is people are really prone his, to hysteria and like yeah. once stuff That is not starts, the main point of that story, dude. That's, just, that's like the least fucking important point of that story. <laughs> I am so horny for oh, that. I'm adding that God. to my time machine. That's a religion trip. you could get, like Fuck you would yes. totally get behind that. What a tinderbox that was. Wow. All these yeah. celibate nuns. This guy prancing around nude and worshiping the Lord and basking in his glory with an erection. Wow. What a blast! Oh. They should have dug him up and fucking dipped him in bronze. What did they burn him for? Also, how does one bury a burned body? Isn't that spreading ashes? I don't believe a fucking thing about this story. Oh, wow. But is that. Did you get titillated by that? That was. Yeah. PQs, one or two. Um, Listen. Mm. (laughs) <laughs> it is worth revisiting when they said some of their brains like looked altered. Yeah, all oh, right. The white matter track changes. Yeah, because if it is this mass hysteria that's stress induced, mm. that can change the chemistry of your brain. This Absolutely. Mass horniness, though. Is oh, I... you're talking about that still? Yeah. Who wants to talk yeah. about the fucking <laughs> ray gun? We just learned that there is like a couple hundred nuns frolicking in some convent. I guess my main point with that, like, oh, yes, it was a very sexy story. But at the same time... The sexiest. At the same time, it just shows how, like, very quickly things can get out of hand once something goes down one path. Do you know what I mean? So I just, do. like, yes. think of Havana Syndrome while you're thinking of the nude nuns. I, I actually will. was just thinking that my three nieces are here. Like, I was... I was, I was kind of just wandering through that convent. It was going to be enough to make me religious. Like, I'll join... Fuck it, I'll join. <laughs> and then I thought my nieces are here. Rain it in. I've got one more example of okay. mass yes, because please. I really want to keep you on board with like the fact that Havana syndrome is not a real. But you'll you'll thing. wink at me when it's special, right? Yeah, I'll wink. Okay. Would it be uh, your first wink? 
I'm a bad winker. <laughs> Can't wait I'll, for it. I'll blink at you. <laughs> One day in the fall of 2012, there was a young girl at a high school in Massachusetts who began to hiccup. Before long, another girl got the hiccups. And over the course of the coming weeks and months, 18 different girls had the hiccups. No. It would interrupt their sentences. Yeah. So, for instance, they so often had difficulty stupid. completing a sentence because they would, and again, as they were talking, they would, there are some descriptions here I have, like, sounds like an exaggerated hiccup. And my favorite, sounds like a baby pterodactyl. <laughs> now, I'm not sure how they know that, but... Um, they tested the air, they tested the water, they looked at the soil, everything came back normal. It was mass psychogenic illness. And you got this other case about the TikTok ticks. Since the COVID-19 pandemic, there have been reports of teenage girls and young women all over the world exhibiting Tourette's-like symptoms, twitching, swearing, facial tics. Many of these girls were incorrectly diagnosed with Tourette's by their physicians. They were on heavy medication. Then they were sent to the neurology clinic. And in the neurology clinic, very clearly, they could tell that they were something else. Tourette's typically starts in childhood and it presents in a waxing, waning fashion over years. And it's about four times more common in males. It just doesn't suddenly appear in teenaged girls with this explosive onset. And what's curious here, as well as with the girls that caught the hiccups, is that social media appears to be the vector of spread. And it's a concern. It's something we need to get a better understanding of because while we're talking about a few hundred girls here and a couple of dozen girls who caught the so-called hiccups, in the future, we could be talking about tens of thousands of people. How's that? Keeping in mind that you've got a lot of American diplomats who think they're being attacked by laser beams. Yeah. In a, like in a minor level, like girls on TikTok, these things can spread and ideas can spread so easily on yeah. the internet. This is a downer, but this is something I, I learned in an anthropology gang. I don't know yeah. if anyone knows, I majored in anthropology. Waiting for it. But yeah, there was, I want to say in America, Samoa, there was like this contagion of suicides. Mm. And when they would put them in the paper, they would see that there would then be this huge fallout of, it was contagious. And they took on a policy where they no longer publicized it because it was so contagious, which yeah, is a bizarre... completely. Ideas can spread. There's, another, yeah. there's this condition called Morgellons, which is another thing that spreads online. And... Morgellons disease, it's not a very pleasant thing to talk about, but people like notice like filaments coming out of their skin. They'll be like, what's that? And they'll start like picking at it, yeah. picking at threads and start pulling them out of themselves. The thing is, in most cases, there aren't threads coming out. It'll be like a bit of clothing, but people get this idea that there's something coming out of them and they'll just start picking and picking and picking and picking. Sure. And so Morgellons is this idea that was essentially born on the internet. It was named by a mother who was seeing it in her, um, her child. And now a whole lot of people all around the world think they have Morgellons disease, which is a lot of the time it is just a brain that has gone a bit wonky and uh, sort of just start picking away at themselves. Monica's you know? going to leave with so many. You didn't I, like I that? Know. I'm, I'm really excited. So I, I have all of these. Yeah. There are Morgellons conventions around the planet, and it's a you know it's oh a real goodness. Oh, wait, hold condition on. There's in Morgellons their minds. conventions. 
absolutely. Yeah, I've been to a Morgellons so, convention. Whoa. Wait, what? Yeah, I love what? this stuff. What are you talking about? Was the entire audience like not listening to the speaker oh, no, and just it's, fucking? Everyone's incredibly paranoid. <laughs> Was everyone a... actively pulling the string out of there? Oh, they're showing them to each other. Oh, it's fuck. like a show Do they and tell. see oh. each other's? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, and they've all wow. got microscopes because they're all wanting to like see what these threads are because they're all convinced that it's not clothing that they're pulling it out of their body. So you're watching them do this and just pulling air. air. You're yeah, just that it, just just picking this. away, just picking away. And it is. It's a psychological condition, and it's incredibly sad, and it needs to be treated. Was the acrid smell of methamphetamine in the air? Uh, <laughs> There's definitely, like, drug use does play into this sure, kind of paranoia sure. a lot. But this is an idea like the TikTok ticks that is, like, spread online and is kind of catchy. And I think it is really interesting. We're all so connected. If a bad idea starts spreading, like, it's really easy to start going, oh, shit, have I got a thread coming out of my palm? Let me throw something out there. Okay. This is sort of like the COVID thing that happened earlier. Okay. So, I, so you should be scared. But <laughs> when I did shrooms... Uh-huh. <laughs> when I was forced to do shrooms. Right. Which um, we're not advocating you to do, but Monica nope. should do them at least once a month. No, I'm not doing them anymore. <laughs> but it was a good experience. But when my hands turned to grandma hands, that was real. Like my brain, I mean, they obviously weren't really turning into grandma hands, but my brain perceived that sure, for, your reality. for real yeah, in yeah. my reality. So is it possible that there is a wiring in their brain that is causing them to physically see something? Potentially, like hallucinations can come into it for sure. But I think most of it is the power of suggestion. Yeah. This is like the guy in college drinking near beer and getting hammered and then we find out it was near beer. Like I've witnessed this <laughs> phenomenon. Yeah, I yeah. guess. And like with all of this in mind, these ideas spreading, like you know how Havana Syndrome started with this crazy like laser noise outside that was freaking this guy out? Yeah. They took those noises and analyzed them and found out what they were. Oh and my keep gosh. in mind, this is now something that the CIA and the FBI are all investigating. $30 million pledged to like sort out this problem. Sonic attacks, microwave attacks in every continent except Antarctica every paper in the United States covering this pretty much daily for the last six years, this what, is where it what started. What have we been doing? I, we're, we've had our head in the this sand. This is embarrassing. Any idea on what the original sound is that kicked all of this off? What were people hearing? Well, if you look at the classified government report that came out in 2018, out of the first 21 victims, initially they started to ask them if you could record these attacks, and they did. So eight of the first 21 victims recorded them and they analyzed them and they turned out to be the mating call of the Indies short-tailed cricket, the Jamaican field cricket, and the Caribbean cicada. You can't make this stuff up. The doctors at the State Department went for the most exotic hypothesis early on. They were going for unicorns when they should have stuck with mundane explanations. And I also think there are people in different realms of American government who want to continue to muddy the waters and to keep this kind of like, oh, this mystery, we're not really sure what happened because it's masking their incompetence. 
that they mistook crickets and cicadas for a sonic attack and spent tens of millions of dollars and accused the Russians and accused the Cubans. And they went down that rabbit hole and there wasn't a rabbit down the hole. (laughs) Yeah, it was literally like horny crickets. So if crickets give you Havana syndrome, no shit, we're all insomniacs. I hear them all the time, if that's the explanation. And that sound that like made you like collapse earlier on, it's an Did intense noise. Like imagine that super loud, <laughs> super loud all night. And yeah. then like you happen to like throw up because you're just feeling a bit ill. Suddenly yeah. it all like snowballs and we're in the situation we're in today. It's mad to me. Well, now that I know it was crickets, I'm back to your side of the street, yeah. which is I this is fucking now. hogwash. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 I thought you'd enjoy that. Can I just throw a one-second mushroom story at you? Please. It involves best friend Aaron Weekly. And uh, he and I went, we joined um, some friends that were camping. We did not reserve a spot, and it was in Portland. So we kind of <laughs> showed up. And was it the, really? The, what's that? Was it really in Portland? No, no, I said it wasn't Portland, so I had, we had to reserve a spot. <laughs> had the camping trip been in Portland, just come anywhere you want Copy. and set up shop. Copy, got it. Um, and L.A. and San Francisco and Washington. But anyways, I don't want to single you guys out. We got a lot of outdoorsmen as well. Um, so we, we get there, and the, the rangers kind of on to us that we have too many folks on the campsite. So they kind of tell Aaron and I, who are on mushrooms, and we're getting a little loud, that we should go take a walk. So we take a walk down a country road in Silver Lake Sand Dunes, and we're walking down this dark road at night, and we're giggling and whatnot, and all of a sudden, four teenagers come running up the street, like, booking. They blow by us. We don't know if that was factual, right? I'm like, the four dudes just run out of the night, right? There's just, it's just woods. We're like, that's weird, that's whatever. Forget about that. 20 seconds later, we're walking on the same road and we see headlights coming, 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 and then the headlights hit a huge rock in the road that the teenagers had put in the fucking road and then ran. Oh. No one was hurt. Now Aaron and I are standing there, like clearly the fucking people who put the rock in the road. Like, <laughs> where are the other suspects? We're in the middle of nowhere. The police are called, they arrive. We're the only witnesses to this thing. We're telling the two dudes who just hit a rock that it was four teenagers that we can't describe all that well. The police arrive, and they want to know what we saw. And this was Aaron Weekly's response. We're walking down this road. These guys come blasting down the road in a chrome Ferrari. <laughs> and they fucking hit this porta potty and fucking pork chops, meat, every... There's just things full of meat. And I... what and I start laughing so hard and then I kind of join him he's my best friend I'm like yeah there's fucking meat products everywhere and and we're we start laughing so hard that the two cops separate us and he's on one side of the road and I'm on the other and I keep kind of trying to hear what he's saying I keep hearing chrome ferrari big cool dan porta potty meat and we're both uncontrollably laughing, and then the two cops go and talk to each other, and we're starting to think, like, we're going to jail. Yeah. And our only conclusion is they came back to us, and they said, you know, just go back to your campsite. <laughs> they thought we were like the town dum-dums. Yeah. yeah. Like, ugh, these guys got out. 
fucking, I don't want to try to figure out where they're at. Just let's get rid of them. Okay. Oh, that was just a quick man. mushroom story to the, you know, the power great. of what one can see. Uh, he and saw Dan. big, cool Dan driving a chrome Ferrari, hit a porta potty, meat oh products God. everywhere. I was thinking about what else I wanted to talk about in this yes. episode and thinking about like mass hysteria and mass panics. What? You just blinked. Was that my blink or not the blink? It's hard to say. <laughs> and I was thinking like about Y2K because that in my mind is always this thing of the whole world kind of freaking out oh. about a thing. Do you guys remember Y2K? Oh, I was there for Big it. time. What a time to be alive. Monica was 13. It was my 25th birthday. I was in New Zealand and we were the first ones to like hit the year 2000. Oh, so we were like the test case. Shit. So we were in massive panic there because you it's were. like if we go down, like this is it kind of thing. So it was really tense. Yeah, people were prepping everything. Yeah. What we did, uh, back to Best Friend Aaron Weekly, we yeah. were like, the shit, if the shit it does hit the fan where we need to be is at a David Allen Co. concert in the mountains of Tennessee. And that's where we were. Yeah. For about 15 minutes until Aaron got in a fight with the bouncer and we went right back to the hotel and that's all we did. <laughs> that's a great way to end the world. Yeah, yeah. But like, do you remember what happened at midnight? Like, did anything Yeah, I, we were explaining to our friend Dean that you gotta stand your ground because you'll get taken advantage of and that's why we got <laughs> flew down here and got kicked out of this thing. Now let's go to the Waffle House and get over it. <laughs> Pretty much nothing happened despite all the panic. Nothing, right? nothing like, happened. And there's a debate about whether that's because we prepped so well for it or whether it's because there was actually no problem in the first place and it was all just a way for like software companies to make a whole lot of money. I wanted to get to the bottom of what was going on at that point. I wanted an expert. And there was probably only one person to talk to about it oh, in my mind. No. Really? I'm Normala Padman, Monica's mother, and back in the year 2000, I was a software engineer for a large corporation. The system that I was working on is a hospital-based system. Since 1997 or 8, there are large projects going on to convert the dates, so the year was set up to a four digits. Otherwise, we would have huge problems. All kinds of things can blow up if you're going back to 1900 <laughs> rather than 2000. It was quite nerve-wracking. But yeah, the project had been going on three to four years prior to 2000. So it was a huge, huge deal. I love your mom. Oh, my mommy! I was going to say my mom was a computer programmer at that time. Well, you didn't have to. She, she told, did. She told you. She was I'm top proud dog. Of her. She did a good job there. Really good job. And I don't know if you guys remember, and this is dangerous, but we've talked about it before. The first time I met her parents was in Atlanta, Georgia in 2014. And they came into the house and they're very clearly Indian. And her father spoke first and he clearly was from India. And then her mom said, this place is wonderful. Y'all are renting this place? And I was like, I'm so sorry. Your mother's father's Yosemite Sam? Like, what? How did there's some cognitive and you didn't dissonance know your mom had a southern accent. You were like, oh my god, she moment. has such a strong southern accent. I was like, no, she does not. <laughs> what are you talking about? My dad has an Indian accent? No, he does not. There's American as fucking Havana syndrome. Wow. Good for her. Yeah, I'm proud of her. Me too. Yeah. Her and Ashok have both shined bright, bright, bright. Yeah. Like a diamond. She's cool. Worldwide. <laughs> What, you, what else did you guys talk about? I oh, will get to it. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. So, 
$300 billion spent worldwide prepping for Y2K. It's a lot of money. It's yeah. a lot of me. What happened? Not a lot happened. There was really one bad thing that happened, which is so incredibly bleak. But in the UK, these test results were sent out to a lot of expectant mothers. The dates did go back to 1900, and so the wrong test results were sent out to the wrong people, all about whether people were going to have... Um, 100-year-old uh, babies? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine the doctor explaining to you that your baby is 100 years old? It's a bouncing baby centenarian. <laughs> I wish it was that. It was a result that was sent out about whether they were going to have Down syndrome or not. Oh. You should have let David get out that sentence. You really should have yeah, let him get sorry. out that sentence. The worst thing was, so literally, you know, some people... Um, Wait, I am very confused. Okay. What on earth does the date have to do with a trisomy 21 diagnosis? How did that happen? Yeah, it's chaotic, and I can't fully understand the mechanics of it, because okay. it's like the date thing set off like a whole lot of other problems with like what parents got notified about their child or their Ooh. upcoming child. Okay. Oh. And a couple of people chose not to have their children because they thought this was going to happen and oh, uh, David, was David, sent to the wrong parents. David, so David. I told you it was bleak. This I warned a, you. This is a horrible wife. Yeah, no, so my thing. point, like, that is like the worst thing that happened. Y2K like, is bad. When dates go wrong, things can go really wrong, and that's an example of something going incredibly wow. wrong. Yeah. Um, but back to your mum. <laughs> Yeah, she'll bail us She's out of this back? ditch. Because I wanted to know, like, what she was up to on the day, you know, like New Year's Eve. We were expecting the lights to go out and no power and things like that. As soon as that ball dropped. Three, two, one, happy 2000! 12.01, my husband was saying, great, we got lights. People were scared. People were buying a lot of things at the store. They were running out of, like, those little gas tanks and things like that. I actually worked New Year's Day. I didn't have to work New Year's Eve, but I worked like from 8 in the evening till 8 the next morning. All of us on my team brought our pillows. <laughs> we were prepared in case we had to sleep or whatever. We were waiting to get support calls from clients. We were kind of just on call there at our desk, and that was the atmosphere, and everybody was tense. And actually, we didn't have any issues. I was working on other projects <laughs> because nothing really happened. I feel like it was not as big as they made it out to be. And we were glad we brought our pillows because it was boring <laughs> after all. <laughs> Back to the ball drop. What if the guy had said, three, two, one, 1900? Like, could that have happened? What I, what I really like about your mom is that like, she leaned into the conspiracy side of things. Oh, she can. And her take was that like, it was just a big bid to me, like, for all these like, software companies to make money Ooh. out of it and to like, sell software to people. Because I remember in New Zealand, like, we updated like, Norton Antivirus or something because it would apparently protect us from the Millennium Bug. Yeah. That was like $120. Yeah. Do you remember what it was like back at, that, at the Millennium, that sort of time? Because your mum remembers what you were like. You were no, inside cutting out pictures. No. Where was Monica during this time? What was she doing? Yeah, I mean, she was in the seventh grade. So I don't even remember her saying too much about it. But I'm sure, you know, she was just as scared as everybody else. <laughs> it was a big deal. It's a bit nosy. But what was Monica's personality like at the millennium <laughs> when 2000 hit? Can you describe her to me then? 
I think everybody knows about the Matt Damon thing. I mean, she absolutely, I mean, crazy about him <laughs> and watching all of his movies. Yeah, I mean, she's always like a happy person. She was excited. She was excited for 2000. She usually spent a lot of time with her friends and, you know, very outgoing and extremely family-oriented. I mean, we are always spent New Year's Eve together. She was there when we rang in 2000, and I think we were all just happy that the power didn't go out. <laughs> she wanted to be a doctor at that point in her life. Once she started eighth grade or so, that's She's when she so got sad. into the drama thing. This is what she wanted to do, is get into entertainment and that whole industry. She's one of those people that sticks with something. I mean, and once she makes up her mind, nobody can change it. She's always been that way. We were very nervous about her going out to California. But yeah, she uh, stuck with it, and now here she is. <laughs> oh, yeah, you must be really proud of her. Extremely proud of her. My whole family, my husband's family, all of us were extremely proud of her. She's done it so well. She has a stick with it attitude, and that's what does it for her. Oh. That's so sweet. She's cool. As I recall, on New Year's Eve, Monica was with her Matt Damon posters, and she had a pillow of her own. And she just would hump that pillow and hump it and hump it all and right. hump it. And I gotta tell you, I was a little nervous. I had brought that pillow with me down to the. <laughs> oh boy, that... that's as close as you're gonna get. That's the yeah. That's yeah. right. <laughs> that's right. I tried to coax it out of them once. They came to a live show in Chicago, and then we we went up afterwards to Monica's room and like chatted for a while. And I kept going like, "Aren't you just so proud?" When she came out and everyone clapped, and they were like, "Mm-hmm." <laughs> They have a stick with an attitude as yeah, well. You sure? They do too. You you came by it honestly. Yep. Oh, that was sweet. That was very She's sweet. She's so cool. Thank you. I just thinking of the hiccups earlier. You had them for a while. Oh my I, I skipped over that because you had them were for like a month. afflicted. It, it was wild. It was one of the wilder things I ever experienced. Yeah. If yeah. anyone saw this on Instagram, I think people thought they were going to catch it by watching it. Yeah. We had a couple friends, like Char our friend Charlie, he didn't want to be around me because he thought he was going to catch it. See? Mass yeah. hysteria. Yeah. I got him on a Friday at like 9 o'clock, and, and you know, once I hit the three-hour mark, I'm like, this is novel. I've never had hiccups for three hours. And then you start researching, and it's like you're, you're not to call a doctor for 48 hours. And then the next day came, and we were at 30-some hours. And then Sunday night, we went into 52 hours. Yeah. And I thought, well, when I wake up in the morning, it's time to go to the doctor. And then they were gone. They were magically gone. Mm. And then they returned. <laughs> but I've since quit the nicotine lozenges. Yeah. Mm, I miss them. <laughs> now I eat about 6,000 toothpicks an hour. Yeah. There's a guy that had hiccups for 41 years. Imagine that. I can't because I tell you on Sunday night, I thought, if on Tuesday this is going to continue, I'm, I'm gone. I'm, I'm going to yeah. leave the planet. It's been a great ride. Yeah, you're out. Kiss my family. There's no way I could have lived oh, even a year with them. Oh. I couldn't do anything. Chaotic, right? Cha 41 yes. years. Maddening. Didn't yeah. it, we did those like before acid reflux medication? No, it was all available. No, it just nothing would, nothing would stop it. Just one day they it stopped and he was dead like six months later. Yeah. He's like, cue it. They were keeping him alive. Yeah, sad, oh, right? Oh, my wow. gosh. Yeah. I was blessed with hiccups. Mm. 
I wanted to give Rob one more thing to say because I think he has one story that kind of like sums up the vibe of what we've been trying to talk about, which is the fact that our brain's going to run away on us and have real consequences, which I think is something kind of alarming and kind of interesting and expensive to the American taxpayer, I guess, when you put like 30 million aside for... This is one last bit of wisdom from Robert Bartholomew. Years ago, there was an anthropologist who lived with a tribe of pygmies in the Congo. And one day, he looked out onto this vast, dusty plain, and then there's this cloud of billowing dust in the distance. And the pygmy got very excited, and he started pointing, and he said, giant dragonflies, giant dragonflies. And the anthropologist was stunned, and he's like, what? And as this billowing dust cloud got closer, he could clearly see the outline of stampeding elephants. And he turned to the pygmy and he said, those aren't dragonflies. He said, those are elephants. And the pygmy got very excited again and he said, look, the giant dragonflies, they've turned into elephants. And that's what I do. I look at human beings who are meaning-oriented creatures. And we have a remarkable propensity for self-deception, for seeing things that aren't there, and believing things that have no objective reality. We seek out patterns and we try to make sense of the world and we're very susceptible to getting it wrong. And what's so fascinating to me is we keep doing this over and over and we never seem to learn our lesson. We keep getting sucked in. What's the old saying? History doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes. Oh. What? Oh. Wow. Bartholomew has many very well-known sayings <laughs> that I think sayings. he made up. Yeah. What was the one about the devil? He the loves devil the saying, say his name shoes, and turn you up. better tip him with your soul. What was it? Yeah. Say his name and here he is. Oh, that's yeah. what it is. Say the devil's name and presto yeah. change Joe, here he is. I wish I had more wise sayings like that. Just yeah. to be able to like suddenly say something like that. So hit me again with the last oh, look, one. I think it's better from his I liked, mouth. I liked it. History doesn't repeat itself, it rhymes. What does that mean? It's just like cool. Variations. Like cool. A cool group of words. <laughs> no, it's like variations on a theme, yes. you know? It's no. like, it's like, yes. it's, it's like. It's not that it's repeating guys, itself he, exactly. This was a test and you fuckers just failed it. Oh, oh my God, it just happened. Okay. It okay. happened. That was a test. What do you mean? That saying makes no sense. It's yes, so it But because does. it came from a dude who had been smart previous to that, you guys have accepted it as a real fucking thing. History rhymes no, makes zero like, sense. Yes, and does. you guys are now a victim of the hysteria. Repeat. And it was a test and you oh, failed and I passed it. So annoying. I assume a lot of you passed it as well, but they did not pass it. It doesn't repeat exactly. exactly. It's just Thank it's you, the same thing, just a little bit different. It's like QAnon, right? <laughs> oh, no. Everyone yeah, now I see. Now I see. <laughs> Everyone thinks that's like a fresh conspiracy theory. It's just like repeating the same old stories again and again and again. Not exactly the same, but in a way that's kind of rhyming. New package and rhyming. Yeah. Guys, this doesn't <laughs> hold up. <laughs> and you've... Bartholomew will hopefully do a, now a segment on you guys. Because, you, you know... <laughs> People are going to repeat this. It's I hope gonna, they do. I hope they rhyme it. it. This is a man that like stakes his life on saying that Havana syndromes. Right? He'll, oh, he's he'll fast back and himself. loose with resigning he'll back from himself. He's going to resign. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But he's, he's so frustrated. He's over in New Zealand, just being like, "Guys, listen to me. It's mass hysteria. 
everyone's just like looking for sonic weapons that like, it do, you can't even get a microwave weapon like that specifically shoots someone like through a window. No, it doesn't it, exist. It fans out, yeah. Yeah, it's such a chaotic thing to me. It's honestly, it's one of the weirdest stories that I've ever heard. It's been going on for six years now. And we just keep panicking about this thing that it's just mass hysteria and nothing more. I just find it so maddening. Mm. David, you're, you're a gift to everyone. I thought you were gonna say annoying. I find you to be the least annoying person I've ever met, despite this weird acceptance of that stupid proverb that you made up. <laughs> it's such a good proverb. Oh, we want to thank? Oh, Lazy Boy. The fine folks at Lazy Boy that have been keeping me comfortable over the years. They donate this wonderful furniture. This will then go on to Habitat for Humanity. Uh, so thank you guys at Lazy Boy. David Ferrier. Everybody put your hands together thank for David. You. Thank you guys so much for coming. It's been so fun. We're going to come back. We love Portland. I love my family. Everyone be well. <laughs>